What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not For 30 podcast? Thank you so much for downloading this. This is episode 72, the Toronto Maple Leaf edition number one. This is going to be an ongoing sub-series that we do throughout the rest of the Toronto Maple Leaf season. We were trying to do it earlier in the season. We just couldn't make it work. So here it is, about the halfway mark of the season. That's where we'll start. If you guys are familiar with the Blue Jay edition, where we do a, a recap of the previous month of the Toronto Blue Jays, this is the exact same idea for the for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're so excited to announce this. I'm joined by Ball Walker, my brother Dave. We are going to have a good one. I really enjoy this episode. It flies by. Um, it was recorded last week right before the Buffalo game. Since then, they, uh, they beat Buffalo, lost to Ottawa, and then beat up on the Calgary Flames. Uh, I think they're starting, they're going to go into the stretch of the All-Star game this weekend, so uh, I think there's only one more game before that. So hopefully this ties you over until the Leafs are back in action. Um, hope you guys enjoy this. I hope them. Matthews. been in the mood for a non-alcohol. Alright gentlemen, are you ready? It's not? No way, this isn't Prohibition. It's normal. It looks like it's it. normal. Yeah. Oh, fucking right. That's disgusting. I walk out of here. But why would I, you I drink? Tried, I've tried it. It's good. But why would you drink fake beer if you're not gonna get drunk? Yeah, have a ginger ale for fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, are you ready? The first ever edition. We need a cool like. Oh, for some reason I thought you already had a leaf. No, never. So a, a what are you true gonna call it then? Leaf edition. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not the 30 podcast, Leaf Edition. I guess you can't call it like Leaf Talk. Trying to all get all taken. Beer. Blue and White Lunch is taken. Um, leaf Lunch. All Suds and Buds. Suds oh, and Buds. I like that. Actually, that's that was just that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. All right. All right. Episode one Here Suds and Buds. Suds and Buds. Cheers, boys. Cheers. This is the Not After 30 podcast. A podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. Get past the phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's just so much head. Uh, all right. Leafs talk. Is that well, song? Yeah, I know. I, I really so badly want to make it a really crappy maybe, theme song. Maybe we can every... record one pretty oh. easily. Well, it, it, it will never come in out <laughs> to this... talk about Leaf talk today. <laughs> the exact same one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome, everybody, and this is the first ever edition of the Not For 30 podcast, Suds and Duds. Buds. Suds and Duds. Oh, my God. That you was a dud. I do know why the intro. Oh. <laughs> all right, so it's Leaf Edition. That's leaf a, Edition. Okay. a drink. Okay, yeah, all right. Party foul. Mercy. That's, Anthony's drinking out of, like, a Stanley Cup mug. That's, like, the hardest thing to drink out of. It looks I, like it's yeah. just going to all pour it out. It just looks so cool. I can't help it. I know, but it looks like Does Boot. Like, it's hard to drink yes, out of it. Yes, it, it is. turn it at the end. Yes. Make sure. You don't get that air bubble. That's still pretty cool, yeah. Across the table, I've got Dave, the guy with five A's in his name, and Bob Walker, the host of the Bob Walker Podcast. Hello. Gentlemen. We're doing it I'm finally! So fired up! Oh my god! I you know I'm overheating already. Guys. I'm amped. <laughs> I'm amped. Yeah, you're up. already overheating. Eh? <sighs> it's so hot. I just you know what? Don't get me started talking about the Leafs because I get overheated. Well, let's just do this. Why don't we talk? Well, obviously it's your format. You you lead the way, but I mean, why don't we talk about where they are right now in the standings? I mean, it's pretty impressive considering a lot of people didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. Not to say that they will, but they uh, they're they're on the right road right now. Um, that's true. Well, we can get right into it. Let's do it. So, Look. Leafs right now, to date, they have a record of 20, 13, and 8, uh-huh. which gives them 58 points and third in the Atlantic Division. Playoffs, baby. Which is, which is still, like, considering in the top eight teams, they, I think they have the lowest amount of points. It's just in their specific division that puts them in third. But, I mean, the amazing thing about them um, is the fact, like, I mean, I was on the bridge with them, like, ah, oh, they're doing well, but who knows, they might fall apart. It's just this past weekend where they had the back-to-back with uh, Ottawa and Rangers. Uh, the Rangers. Mm-hmm. The fact that they beat the Rangers is like, well, that's great. And the fact that they kind of slipped with Ottawa a bit, but, of course, they uh, beat those sons of bitches. I hate I hate Ottawa the so much. But the fact, the fact that they won uh, the back-to-back, it almost sealed it in for me. It's like these guys are on the right the right track that uh, they actually could do it this year. I don't want to jinx anything, but they could do it. And beat Ottawa with our brand new backup. Yeah. Right. First game First in blue game. Which is a That's huge right. relief. I mean, the funny thing Absolutely. is... Absolutely. This is the, the, big, the, big, uh, the big focal point of what the Leafs season has been. Is like, oh, who's the backup goalie? It's like, who gives a shit, yeah. really? I mean, obviously, there's nothing really else to worry about other than D, obviously. Like, we could use 
a strong defenseman on the back end, but our forwards are all scoring. We have three solid lines and a pretty good fourth line, especially with uh, the goat up. Um, as well, but I mean, the, the biggest concern was the backup goalie. I mean, you, Anderson's been playing great. Well, you know, you're a Toronto fan, right? Because for years since Belfour, we've been wondering who the hell's our starter goaltender. Now yeah. that we got one who's legit, now we're talking about a goddamn backup and, yeah, and how good they're going to be. Yeah. We've got one goalie who's amazing right now. Okay, I'm pretty okay, so let's talk. Let's go from the D uh, from the goalie out. When when we started the season, what was your feeling about Anderson, Freddie Anderson? Potential hope. I mean, the yeah. guy was injured. Yeah. Right. Quick World Cup, first time that's happened in a yeah. long time. Yep. Were people expecting what out of him out of the gate? You got to slowly bring him in. We weren't a playoff team to begin with. Right, right. It's our he's our first his first year five year contract with us to become the starter yeah. in the hockey mecca. Right. Okay. Slow start. Yeah, I think it was okay. I wasn't like my dad was kind of losing his shit at the beginning, yeah. thinking, "Oh, great, we've got another Raycroft, Hoskiller." Relax. Is there still stigma with European goalies? Uh, was there a stigma? Yeah, like there's always like a stigma of like European goalies not being good enough. I think Toskala just burned us really hard. Yeah, I don't know. Hashik set the bar. He's like, probably the greatest goalie ever. Yeah, but he was he was like at that time the exception to the rule because all the other European goalies kind of like floundered. That you got like guys like Lundqvist, uh, Peke, um, Peke Rennie. Rennie, yeah. When healthy, he's a top three goaltender. Right? Yeah, there you go. I, I yeah, like I mean Rennie, he yeah. gave but him such a good run. run. Yeah, well, I think in today's NHL, every goal is going to be injury prone. Because there's just it's too much movement for for like one person plus like thirty pounds of, of equipment on top of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're I, gonna I, mean, I mean, I would say I, I had a little bit of nerves at the beginning of the season because I was like, "Fuck, these guys just signed them, you know, fairly long term." Was it four or five years? Five. Five years to say like, "Holy fuck!" Like, is he gonna drop the ball here? But yeah. he's been solid. Other than what his noodles always say, the first eight games you can't erase those. But those were the toughest eight games. The rest, he's been one of the best goalies in the yeah, NHL. He's been so fantastic. the only reason why he wouldn't win the Vesna at this point is because of those first eight games. Because he had you know a pretty poor record and goals against. Well, they were saying that the one of the best goalies in the league that's not named Carey Price. That's yeah. high praise. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah. Um, I just can't believe that we have a goaltender that can win us games again. Yeah, yeah. our defense, yeah. we're going to yeah. get into it. Our defense is not there yet. But yeah, right. to have a goaltender that I have confidence in, finally. I'm not worried about a two-on-one, a three-on-two coming yeah. into our zone. And yeah. it's like, okay, so that's going to be a goal no matter what. Yeah. We all know it's coming. Now he, there's, he's going to save it. He's a super calm goalie, too, which is super the best thing. Calm. He's not he's not on edge, not flipping out, throwing a stick. He's always super calm. He's, he's very composed and... Uh, what more could you ask for someone on the back end? Well, they've been comparing him for a little while now to um, Hendrik Lundqvist in, in New York, which is like, okay, fine. He's he's one of the top three or so five goaltenders. Super long term. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, gone for long term. Pop quiz, hot shots. How many players, how many goalie backups have they had this season? Three? No, four. Enroth, Bebo, one, two, three, four. Yeah, four or five. I don't think what's his name was up. Sparks didn't come up this year. Sparks was called up, but not he didn't play. So guys yeah, actually you, suit up and play. Yeah, yeah. How many how many backups have played games? So Bebo, right? Um, and Roth, right? Uh, I think Colony. But what's his name? Didn't play. What What's his uh, name? Give me a clue. The guy that they had as a tryout, then they sign him, but he's doing a conditioning stint with the Marley. Yeah, Kari Ramo. Kari Ramo. Yeah, that's right. He, yeah. he didn't come up and play yet. So the conditioning stint he's doing in the Marley, he's not really faring out too well. So I'll say four. I think it's three. I was going to say three. I, I believe three. the answer is four. I, I'm just going to yeah. get get it for sure. Car Romo hasn't come up. Yeah, because Romo, you're right, he's right. So he had a really slow start with the Marlies, like a really bad one. Yeah. So they didn't really call him up. I'm. Uh, but I think they made a good call. What, what's this backup goalie's name? Maybe it's Mc, McKinley? Yeah, Mc, Curtis McKilla. McKillen? Whatever. Yeah. McKinley, so. he, uh, he was um, Columbus. Columbus threw him to the side. and well, Funny, the, the game towards, before he got let go, yeah. he lost to Ottawa. Oh, his first really? game with his new team, he wins. So oh, that's that's, that's got to be some confidence. Yeah, that's, and, and that's Karma saying, hey, like, don't worry, buddy. It's going to be okay. They say he's fuck been off. solid all year. It's just that one really bad game, and Torch just threw him to the fire and said, fuck this. And oh, wait. Torelli, Torella not having a, or faith in anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean him, him but, going off the deep end. But imagine just, that. But he was just talking about it earlier this year. How he's like he's made mistakes where he stunt people's growth, growth by, uh, by uh, maybe making assumptions of them of their character and their skill too soon. But what does he do here? He does the exact same thing as he always does. So, yep. I mean, it's to our benefit anyway. So go fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Especially goalies, we've been burned so hard with goalies in the past. It's been brutal. Yeah, and you said it too. Since Belfour, there's been like stumble, 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 and there's been glimpses of hope. Like I got like Justin Pogi. 
I oh was not a God. Justin Pogge fan. Dave can back me up. I always thought that they could should have kept Rask because Justin Pogge, yeah, he had a great World Juniors when the Canadian defense is the best in the world. Of course, every goal is going to look fantastic. But even at that time, they a lot of depth at the time. They had Rask, they had Pogge, and they had someone else, uh, Reynes, I think. And uh, the Reynes goalie was supposed to be even better than Oh, yeah, you see, he was the tall guy. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And, and everybody was going on and on about how amazing these guys were. What a future. They were able to, you know... Um, afford to give up Rask, who was, you know, obviously ended up being the top out of those three, but I guess they scouted wrong, which is obviously a, a mistake on their management in the past. Well, we we all know the uh, the fails of Toronto, the Toronto Maple Leaf brass. Um, ever since, like, Cliff Fletcher, I feel like there hasn't been, like, strong leadership. No, Pat Quinn, I mean, Pat Quinn was great. They made to the conference finals twice. That's the most successful... Uh, two years, uh, 99 and 2002, that they've had since they won the Stanley Cup. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. So Pat Quinn was the last great GM yeah. coach, you know, that they probably had. Cliff Fletcher was, yeah, obviously great. It was 93, right? It was their, their other good run, but I mean. That had more to do with Burns on the players. Yeah. Pat Burns was, like, Pat Quinn, though. Pat that Quinn, was, yeah. he's the best coach we had. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. All right, so uh, are you guys happy with the Leaf record right now? I mean, obviously they're 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 in the black, so More it's good. Yeah, yeah, I gotta say, is this better than we guys expected at the halfway mark of the season? Absolutely. This is the first season. I didn't put up any expectations. Right. A lifelong Leaf fan. Even last year, you didn't have any expectations. Well, last year I, I, had my, expe- my, I didn't have high expectations, right. but I had expectations. My okay. expectations were for them to lose as much yeah. as possible, yeah. and they and they, exactly. They, yeah. <laughs> I wanted not to. Yeah. But, I mean, we have the most rookies on any team this year. Going in, brand new goaltender. We've got the cock coaching us. Yeah. I just was like, you know what? I'm going to let it happen. The only thing I wanted, the only thing I asked for, was for our rookies to have a good season and to grow. Yeah. And Babcock to show that he is the coach worth that money. Yeah. And I think both of those goals have been hit. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's all I wanted. If this playoff, non-playoff bullshit. I, I, yeah, that's Toronto media bullshit. Right. Playoffs are a bonus to this season. Right. Can I think the Leafs make the playoffs? Absolutely. Are they a playoff team right now? I don't know. I don't think defense is there. So it's two different things. Yeah. I mean, let's get into the defense then. We talk goalie. Let's talk defense. So we got Riley and Zaitsev. Zaitsev, I think, is the best story of the year for defense. He's drafted. Yeah, undrafted. From the KHL, right? That's right. And uh, they had him out of third pairing at the beginning of the season, and now he's on the top line with Morgan Riley. Where does Morgan Riley stand with the rest of the NHL? I, I would say he's like a two on a very good defensive team, but not a one. Okay. He's still very good. He could be a one, but I don't think he's a one compared he, to a lot of the elite defensemen in the league. Yeah. Right. He's not a Seabrook. He's not like. I see him like a one B. Yeah. Okay. He's he is a great offensive defenseman to move the play. We need like that solid veteran stay at home defenseman. Mm-hmm. That's who he needs to be partnered with because you need someone who is reliable defensively and let Riley have his space and do his thing because that's why we drafted Riley because he starts behind the net and he comes up and he takes the puck up. He's set up the play. Yeah, yeah. Okay. he needs he needs a defensive defenseman with him and I think he will get so much better. Yeah, and, right. he, and then he, if you pair Zaitsev with Gardner at that point, which I'm not really a fan of Gardner, but he's steady enough. He's he's another sort of offensive man, so I think I think he could. Offensive, defensive man, I should say. Um, I think he could play with Zaitsev, just like uh, Riley is, which would be another a second good pairing. So if they found like a number one or a one A defenseman that could play with Riley, I mean, I think the rest of your decor sort of shifts down uh, down the list and it tightens things up. I'm not saying one defenseman is all you need, but it would certainly um, make things a lot more solid on the back end. Yeah, we're we're okay for third line defensemen. Yeah, Connor Carrick is great. He's yeah. always in the play, scrumming it up. Yeah, pinching at the right points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That Marinson guy, when not injured, he's mm-hmm. he's solid against the boards. Polak, whatever. Right. I mean, he's he's more of a veteran presence do, back there. Do you there. think uh, Do you think Corrado's going to get a shot? Well, oh, his conditioning's over. Yeah. Okay. But the, even the AHL go, uh, coach said. Um, he looked fatigued at the end of the game. Well, so, what I've heard about wait, wait, him is on. that Can he has terrible skating. Okay, so is that the knock? Because I don't understand the whole Frankie Corrado saga. Uh, so can you guys just go back, like backtrack for me? Because I don't understand. Well, so, so the two main things that I've heard complaints about Corrado is that um, 
skating wise, how he looks skating it is terrible and it throws you off a bit. Like he almost he doesn't look as crisp like other skaters. You know, his footwork is like not sloppy. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's a bit sloppy, and he constantly has what I've heard is like. Uh, determined, concerned look on his face. Like, he always looks like he's fucked up and he's trying to make up for it, like, kind of grimacing and shit. Okay. And apparently it throws people off. Okay. So Maybe his own teammates yeah. or the so, other team? Uh, his own teammates and yeah. his coach. So weird, typical Toronto media complaints that I've heard about. Mm. But otherwise, I mean, how much worse is he compared to who we have on our third pairing right now? Yeah. I mean, we have so many games coming up in February. Yeah. Give him a shot. Yeah. I, I think it's worth it. I mean, uh, it's, hard, it's hard to say. You, you have to have him up for a while, not just one game like yeah. it was early in the season. You need to have him up there for a while so he can get his uh, his bearings going. You can't just expect him to, to be there after you know one game. So it, it's an unfortunate set of circumstances. It's nobody's fault. That's a joke on... Uh, <laughs> Am I the only one? Yeah, yeah, you are. Like most of your jokes. I was actually looking at your roster. Yeah. I got distracted. That's a Lou Lamorello joke. That's his line when it came to when he asked him about Frankie Corrado not playing. He's like, it's an unfortunate set of circumstances. It's oh. no one's fault. He is our mob guy. <laughs> He's a mob. Anyways, um, it's unfortunate, but uh, I think he could replace. You know, at least Hunwick on there. He could probably replace Pollock. I mean, he's Pollock's great for muscle, but. He's not necessarily there. I mean, he's, he's a shutdown defenseman. He's not there for offense, obviously. but Or speed. Exactly. He's not there for speed either. So, I mean, uh, I think he could possibly be replaced. Uh, okay, so Colorado. do you see any of the defensemen, probably not named Riley, uh, being traded at the deadline? Oh, I, I don't know if I could see anybody getting traded, maybe sent down. But, I mean, like I don't know who would take anybody. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Gardner if anybody's going to get traded, but Gardner, I think, comes with a too high of a price tag for what he produces. I've liked Gardner this year. Yeah. Compared to the last yeah. few years, I think he stepped up. Now, when yeah. he screws up, he screws up, and yeah. you notice it because it usually happens to be a goal. Yeah. Right. But I think steadily he's been pretty good this year, and I was hard on him last year. I don't think – I mean, honestly, I would not be looking to trade anybody in the Leafs this season. Mm-hmm. You can go hard in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you want to give up Hunwick, if you want to give up Polak to a playoff team for a third, fourth round pick, try to get whatever we can, another prospect for the Marlies, cool. But I would keep pretty much top two defensive lines and pretty much all forward lines together. Let this team finish the season this way. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you, you decide who's part of your Next answer season, yeah. and, and who's not. And yeah. you know what? You're giving a whole season for other teams to be like, Okay, during 82 games, I mean, Roman Polak kind of stepped up. Like, yeah. we'd be willing to maybe give you a bit more for him now. We're mm-hmm. talking Nashville, whoever. The, right. the good thing about uh, the forward group, uh, not not to go too far off, but, I mean, the good thing about what we have is by keeping this team together is you have three solid lines that can play against any other three lines. And the best part is our line two and line three can play, most likely can play better than their two and three because our two and three was sometimes our line one last year. Mm-hmm. Now we have Matthews. We have uh, and uh, well, sorry, Matthews Brown and uh, let's let's stick with the defense. Let's not jump too far ahead in the few into the. I'm forwards. just talking about keeping the core. That's oh, all. Right, that's all enough. I'm trying to say. Is, well, we'll, let, we'll get to that. Like we'll, we'll get to where we think the core players are. Obviously, Matthews is going to be everyone's number one. Uh-huh. Be, but let, let's talk core in a bit. But let, let's keep flying through the defense. Like, is there any other? Like, is there anybody that you can see outside of the team, maybe via trade or something that that you'd like to bring in? And let's not go like, oh, Shea Weber or or uh, you know Brent Burns or something. Like, let, let's. Well, Keep in mind, like like players well, no, are likely to there, move. There has been talk all season about Cam Fowler being traded. Still, mm-hmm. like Anaheim has been looking to maybe move for some offense power, and there's been talk about Van Riemsdyk being traded. Now, I can go two ways on Van Riemsdyk. Like, you might be able to get him get more for him on the off season, but at the same time, if the Leafs are actually contending for a playoff spot, then why get rid of him? That's yes, yeah. yes. I don't get this Van Riemsdyk trade talk no. right yeah. now. Yeah. I get that he's a valuable piece, one of the more valuable that is a non-trade piece. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's right now, he's pretty much a veteran presence as well. Like, yeah. I would not be getting rid of him. He, he's he, like former third, second overall. Like. Right. Yeah, and he puts up points. Um, he, he still has one year left. I mean, if you're going to make a move, if you wanted to trade him, trade him next year where he becomes like a rental and then get a chance to sign him in the right, offseason. Right. You know what I mean? I wouldn't do anything now, 
plus, uh, right now you can offer Van like big money for a couple more years until these young guys are going to get their big contracts. So get this guy who's a veteran presence who can uh, mold these guys into a, a definite pro who can still put up points, pay him the big bucks now on, you know, three or four years, and then when it comes time to possibly trade him, then trade him. Get some more prospects because then Matthew and Martin are going to get, you know, big price tags on their well, contracts. Yeah, they're probably going to get the, um, the league maximum for... For restricted uh, players, restricted, restricted free yeah, agents, yeah. Like under the age of twenty. Like, what is it? Seven mil? Oh, I don't even think it's that high. I think like I think it's even less than that. No, because Stamkos was getting seven mil for seven years, whatever the max was when. Uh, I thought the max was ten. Well, that's maybe unrestricted. That, maybe it's unrestricted. Maybe that's um, unrestricted, like under contract. You'll get right. the extra year for eight years if you're you're still with the team at a till July first or whatever it is. Um, Okay. Or you can only get a max of seven years with a different team. Okay. Like I wanted the Leafs before the season started. I wanted them to go after Jason Demers from San Jose. Okay. Underrated defensive defenseman. Like I think that's our need right now is we need that stay-at-home defenseman. We need that veteran guy who can tell everybody, listen, calm the fuck down. Uh-huh. We're up by two. Like Let's play smart. And you have this dependable guy, veteran, not a big name, but a really good player. Steady. Like, I wanted someone, like, I really wanted them to go for him because he was a free agent. But that's who I'm looking at. I, I mean, it's, like you said, unreleased. Like, yeah, Shea Weber, Drew Doughty, right. Big Dreams, yeah. Yeah, 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 fucking yeah. awesome. Like, Riley, Drew Doughty, okay, right. why not? But <laughs> realistically, yeah. I wanted I, someone like Demers or uh, Mark Edward Vlasic. And, and yeah. listen, like, these aren't, yeah, yeah. these aren't dumb guys in the office anymore. These are smart guys. I'm sure they're cooking something. If these guys are in a playoff spot come trade deadline, I think they're willing to give up a prospect like Kasperi Kapanen. Yep. Uh, and maybe a D, like a prospect D, for a veteran defenseman, a stay-at-home defenseman, to actually get into the playoffs and get some experience. I don't think they're expecting to win the Stanley Cup, but let's get some experience under our belt, specifically for these young guys. If these young guys in their first year can get into the playoffs and get some experience under the belt, that is huge. That is the biggest learning lesson they could have all year in their first year of the NHL. <laughs> That's exactly it. Okay. Why break up? That chemistry, and I have total faith in our management for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I know, that's the Lamarello, Babcock, yeah. the way he keeps the I'm Toronto not media. I'm not yeah, questioning I'm not their worried. every move. Yeah. Toronto media makes up their like little bullshit stuff. Right. Nobody is to talk leak, about. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody's leaking anything. Yeah, know, They're yeah. not even allowed on the Leaf plane anymore. Yeah. Wow, good And call. they cried about it. And yeah. that's what I actually love Lamarello for doing. But Well, he's this, old school, yeah, too. But like Dave's saying, this first-year team, what they've done, and the fact that what I love... They love playing with each other. Yes, like, yeah, you can see that. <laughs> that's kind of fucked up to say. Yeah. I said that, but like Matt Martin, game in after the yeah, game. Yeah, <laughs> like they they actually like playing for each other, and it's a team building. Like they really enjoy being on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, so let, let, let's move up to the forwards. Okay, let's start with the fourth line because we we need some breakdown on everything. We got on the fourth line. We have uh, Freddie the Goat, Sashnikov, nice. and Martin. And yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yep. uh, Martin Martin's Sasha right winger. Martin and then Soshi. Fuck, how do you spell his last name? Just say Sosh. Sosh. (laughs) S-O-S-H. S-O-S-H. So Soshnikov is like an interesting player because uh, when he first came to the league last year, he had that big snipe goal. Yeah, the razzle-dazzle. Yeah, it was an amazing goal. And everyone's like, whoa, look at this kid, look at this kid. But I think he's been... Uh, really well positioned as like an energy guy. He's pretty. He's not like the biggest guy, but he's an energy guy. He skates fast. He can hit and he can shoot. He's got I hands. mean, what more do you want from a fourth line when you have uh, Freddie the Goat, who's like the biggest centerman? Yeah, uh, in the, he, one like of the biggest. Six five. Yeah, he's huge, um, and he's got hands. That's the biggest thing. Is like this guy was drafted how long ago? I think back when Nazem Kadri got drafted, and he's only making an appearance now. So I mean, um, I think twenty thirteen. He got drafted. Uh, so, yeah, I don't... Okay, so 2013, so he's been uh, in the minors for three, four... Uh, yeah, I thought it was four years. Either way, I mean, uh, he's playing great. Like, nobody thought he was going to get a call-up. He can be a solid third-line center. I mean, everybody's been saying that. First round, 2013. Oh, there you go. So you're right. Yeah, first round. He was the least first round. But pick. You, know what, that, you know what? That never bothered me that we drafted him in the first round. Like, yeah, you want that superstar? But... If he becomes the best fourth line defenseman, penalty killing, face off winning yeah. uh, forward, I mean, 6'5, 235 pounds. Which he's a big boy. The funny yeah. thing is, is you know, he's come up from the minors and he's been playing great. He's yeah. been playing, like, why send him down? He's been playing great. Keep him up here. Yeah. He's got, he's 
put a couple goals in. He's been physical about it. What more could you want from a physical player like Matt Martin who can score, rushes the net? You got Sasha Koff who rushes the net. He could be physical. He's not the biggest guy. And then you have Goche in the center who's muscling guys off and has hands as well. Like, what more could you want from a fourth line? That's it. I mean, that's what a fourth line is needed to be done and, and keep their, their cap on their line at like six mil. Yeah. I mean, which is way under right now. I think Matt Martin's getting two and a half. Sasha is getting the minimum, and Goche is getting the minimum. He's getting eight so, change. Yeah, so yeah. these guys are under the four million dollar mark uh, for the fourth line. I mean, what more could you ask for? I think Matt Martin's making more though. Didn't he sign for like four for four? Yeah, it's four years. It might no, be four. I think he was Islanders offered him like two point two, and I think he the Leafs gave him two point five, and the Islanders thought it was too much. I don't think he's getting four mil. That seems like too much. That's Bozak. Money, I know it's baby. four years yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's four yeah, years yeah. for sure. But I think I don't think it's four four mil seems like way too much. I love Matt Martin. Yeah. Great signing. Yeah. Definitely a presence on the oh, list. Oh, 1.1. A year? Well, this year. Yeah, but then the next couple of years, bigger. Um, I'll check that out. We'll, we'll keep moving, though. It doesn't matter, yeah. But but to have to have a, a player who... Leader. He is a locker room leader. And not only that, but instills confidence in the team because you're going to fuck with our rookies. You're going to hit them around. Big time. Now you have someone to answer to. Big time. I love that. The Leafs haven't had... They've, oh, they've had physical guys, but not like him, where mm-hmm. he can run his mouth, he can back it up. Right. And that's what you need. And then score a couple goals at yeah, the same time exactly. as well. Four years, $10 million contract, averaging at 2.5. Okay. Cool. Four, 2.5. All right. So, so we were all right there. Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're pretty much the smartest people in hockey. I think so. So third I line... 2.5. <laughs> Give me the credit for God's sake. So we all, so we all said 2.5. So I'm pretty sure we all said 2.5. You said 2. 4 million dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, uh, <laughs> yeah, just call me Lou. All right, so third line, um, centering the third line is Leo Komarov. Well, technically, it's Matthews who's our third line. Oh, uh, yeah, but he's really the second line. He's really our first line. He's really our if first you line. really think about it. Well, okay, let's just talk about lines one to three because really they get mixed up all the time. Yep. And okay. the way Babcock does lines, he doesn't even say line one, line two, line three. He says the Matthews line, right, right. the Kadri line, the Bozak line. He doesn't say one. Okay, so, okay, so let's say the third line is Matthews. Okay, Matthews with Brown and Hyman. And Hyman. So, I I can't imagine. Now, I love Newlander with uh, Matthews at first, Mm -hmm. but Newlander does have some issues where he's hot and cold. You have someone like Brown, who I love, who I've heard about from the AHL for so long. Such a workhorse. The same with Hyman. These are typical Mike Babcock players. I love Brown. Uh, And these guys are just workhorses. These guys are the ones that are digging it in the corner and shoveling it out to Matthews, which is exactly what you want for a centerman that can score. The other good thing about it is Matthews does the exact same thing. He's around the net, and he's setting up guys left and right. And the best part about it is Hyman, not not as much, but Brown can shoot, man. And uh, he's proven that. Like, every time Brown was playing on the fourth line, okay, he got gets called up to the top line with Matthews. Um, you know, he's putting it away, and he's playing great. I'm, I could not be more happy uh, for Connor Brown. I love Connor Brown. Hometown boy. Yeah. Downtown, Gets downtown Connor when he Brown. loses, man. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have been watching the Leaf or it was the Centennial Classic, the 24-7. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And he loses a game and he's talking to his parents. He's like, yeah, whatever. It's no big deal. Just, just, he's getting so frustrated. It's like, yeah, you We should go to a Leaf players. game together and just go rip it up. Rip it up, boys. Standing Always seats only. <laughs> <laughs> well, those Tuesday night games are cheap. You can get you can get those tickets for pretty cheap. I'm open. All right. So uh, and uh, Zach Hyman. I mean, like he's AKA the garbage man, picking up yeah, rebounds, but, banging shit in. Yeah, he's he's playing great. But listen, let's not ignore. Let's not. I don't know. Maybe we're just saving him for best for last. That's but what exactly. I know exactly. What Austin Matthews. What could you not say about this guy? This guy. I'm in love with him. Did you hear? Um, Pierre McGuire. Pierre McGuire. What he said? He said, "Who's the who's the best player in the league? Not named Sidney Crosby." And this was on a Montreal radio station. He's like, "Oh, you're not gonna like what I say." He's like, "What? What are you gonna say?" He's like, Austin Matthews. And there's a, he's saying that above Connor McDavid. The reason why he's saying that is because he's a much more defensive player than Connor McDavid. He can score, not like Connor McDavid. Obviously, he doesn't have the speed like Connor McDavid. Nobody does. But he is an all-around 200-foot player that Connor McDavid. Isn't yet. He's not a centerman. He's a winger, right? Oh, no, actually, sorry. Conor McDavid is a centerman, but he plays more like a winger, like that style anyways. So Austin Matthews has been regarded. Now, he could be in a top 10, but to say that you have now a top 10 player on the Leafs uh, in his first year is incredible. The numbers he's been putting up, the plays. I've never been more excited about a player touching the puck since Matt Sundin, where every time he has the puck and he's going into the zone, 
Anything can happen. Every time he has the puck, I'm like, oh, fuck. They might he's score here. Be better than Sundin. Yeah. Oh, he, the way he's down. playing right now, yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, go second line, Nylander, Bozak, Komarov. Is that the second? Uh, no. That's not it. That's Kadri, uh, um, Nylander, Komarov. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so say it again. Kadri, Nylander, Komarov. Okay, so Bozzi plays the front line. With Cheese, Van Cheesedike, and uh, <laughs> Marner. Marner, okay. So we'll say... Uh, like Kadri's had a great year. I love his position. His best, he, it's he's having his best year. Yeah, absolutely. He I looks lo- great out there. Yeah. Right. He plays. I think this is the role he was meant to play, which is the shutdown guy, the Mike Pekka. He could still score, which Mike Pekka couldn't. But he's shutting down their top players, which is more than you can ask for of any player. And it's great to see Kadri doing it. Everybody got distracted by how nice his hands were when he first came to the Leafs. And we were like, oh, we've got a dangler. Yeah. We've got a guy who's going to put it in. Yeah, 40 yeah. goals. Like, we finally got someone with Kessel. This is amazing. Yeah. He's right. That's not the role that he was destined for. He is filling out a very nice niche for him. Yeah. And I think he's putting himself into future plans for the Leafs. Yes. Yeah. Because well, apparently Lou and Babcock are really starting to like Audrey. Well, I think uh, I think they probably – sorry, Anthony, but I think they sat him down and they said, listen – you're not going to be a Sidney Crosby. You're not going to be scoring 50 goals a year. You might score 30 goals a year, but here's what I want you to do with your game, which is what uh, I think, I don't know if it was Ken Holland at the time, but someone sat down with Steve Eisman and said, listen, you scored 60 goals last year. That's great, but I want you to work on your game. I want you to work on your 200-foot game and become more of a shutdown player rather than an off- offensive presence. And by doing that, he cemented his footing into the Detroit Red Wings and became an all-star player of all time. Like Nazem Kadri needed that sort of reality check to realize, listen, you are not going to be a 50-goal scorer. You need to realize there's more to this game than just scoring goals. You need to shut down these other players, and this is where you get the spotlight put on you, which you want. This is where you'll get your spotlight is by shutting down the other players. If you're telling me, if you come to me right now and tell me for the next three years, our top two centers will be Matthews first line, Kadri second, I'm pretty, f- hey, I'm okay. Bozak third? Yeah. I mean, that's those are solid lines. I think you had a good point. Made him settle. Yeah, absolutely. I think Lou sat Lou and and Babcock and Shanahan, the, the three of them were on a table, long long table, big Maple Leaf logo in the back. Sat Kadri down and said, "Listen, we're gonna make this really easy. You're either fucking with us or you're against us. What's it gonna be, baby? Let us know." <laughs> Woo! They had Kyle Dubas. They had Kyle Dubas pointing his gun to his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> Lamorell's hiding the gun. Yeah. Choose your answer very carefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just going. Like, what is it going to be, man? You're going to be with us. You're going to be against. What are we going to do? I'm just so happy to have people Optimism. on the Leafs yeah. who love the team as much as I yes. do. Oh my god! It's not Finally. just a job to them. It's like, not they some want to head. win. They realize what winning would do to this city. Yeah, you got it. All right, um, top line, we'll just quickly, I mean, JVR. He's okay, got to work a bit defensively, but JVR is JVR. Bozak's been solid. The two are a good pair, and ever since he's had a kid, he's settled down. To a real pro. But let's let's just talk about number 16. Could we? Fucking amazing. Our brand new Dougie. Oh, Dougie, eh? Don't pull pull my heartstrings. I can't take it. The, the The hockey sense. Yeah. That kid has the passes he makes, the behind-the-net moves that that kid makes. When he is skating along the blue line on the power play and the guy's chasing him, I have full confidence in a 19-year-old mm-hmm. to outwork that defenseman and set up a power play His goal. skating is so unbelievable. Cool. It's unbelievable. So cool. yeah. His skating and is next year, you, yeah. wait, you wait and see what he does next year. He's going to come He's gonna come to camp next year. His, his legs are going to look like... like 20-year-old Oak. Yeah, he's going to be so quick next year. He's going to bust his ass because he's going to have a great season. He's going to be in, like, 25 goals. He's going to have, like, 50 assists. He's going to be phenomenal next season. This season, he's phen- phenomenal. Next season, no sophomore jinx. He's going he's gonna to bring it. You compare him to Dougie. I love it. I, I almost consider him, like, a, a smarter, better, and just because of number affiliation, Darcy Tucker. Like, the size mm-hmm. of, like, a Darcy Tucker, but, like, like 100 times oh, better. I, I don't even know if you can compare him to Darcy Tucker because... He weighs, he moves and skates way better than Darcy Tucker. One hundred percent. The only comparison is the number. I, I, I think the I height. Think, I, I mean, yeah, I think I maybe it's the size, the size value of it I, all. I can't even like the only thing I think of in in the Leafs, the new generation that they have now, is Kane and Taze. Yeah. I see a young Chicago Blackhawks, and the the funny thing is the Chicago Blackhawks when they had Kane and Taze, they're like, okay, we got a good solid core here.
here of forwards, but we needed some defensemen. So what do they do? They signed two solid veteran defensemen. That's what I don't want to say the Leafs have to do. The Leafs are one step ahead because they already have Kadri. I'm sorry, they already have uh, Riley. They need and Gardner. Yeah, but I'm talking like mm. let's get a, a stay-at-home veteran defenseman. Yeah, and you're one step ahead of where the Chicago Blackhawks were when they had their their uh, starting of you their know, road. I, to I the think I think it's a little bit of a hybrid. I think it's. A little uh, like a like a percentage of the Chicago Blackhawks. I think it's a percentage of the the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I think it's a little bit of the luck of the Edmonton Oilers, where that you know they draft they, they got to draft like the top player. Like I guess the Penguins well, got know. to do too. Chicago yeah. got high draft picks. They, Chicago was shit for so long. They had a lot of well, high draft picks. They almost Chicago went fucking bankrupt. They were so shit. Yeah. Chicago Chicago started their turnaround by signing. Here's a name that might not remember. Brian Campbell. Do you guys remember Brian Campbell? Yeah. It's yeah, from he's the still Sharks. on the team. This year. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, that that and they, they gave him a, a truckload well, of money. Campbell and Seabrook that they signed, um, didn't they? they? It was just, I thought they took two defensemen from the Senators. No, I don't think the Senators. Uh, um, Campbell came from the Sharks. Okay. He had, he had like one incredible season, and they gave him big money for like long term. Anyways, the, 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 what I'm trying to say is, the formula formula that they're putting together comes from years of other teams doing it first. I mean, the Oilers are not a good example, but the Oilers have all these fantastic prospects, and that's what I'm trying to say, is at least have, they have the, this magic number right here that I'm about to say. Uh, actually, I'm going to quiz you guys first. How many players do you think last year they had over the 10-goal mark at the end of the season last year? How many players did the Leafs have over the 10-goal plateau? You say three? Six. Okay. Correct answer is six. Wow. Now, the the Leafs <laughs> right now. Why did you just say you got it? Why did you have to hey, like? Hey, just great job. We <laughs> all we all said six. Yeah. We all, we're all right. No, that was just me. So right now, the Leafs have six rookies. Yeah. With ten goals or more. What is it like? A hundred and fifty-four rookie points or something like that. Insane. And second place is fifty-four. It's it's so amazing what the the Leafs rookies are doing right now. And if they were. Good players on a bad team, which they're not. They're good players on an okay team. And they're producing, which is phenomenal. I'm so happy about that. Let's get into some numbers. You guys want to do some numbers? Sure. Or guys, do you want to touch anything else on the, on their players? Uh, Marner and Matthews, we covered. Honestly, I, I just can't stop talking about Matthews, how much I love that kid. And the Chicago point is such a great point. And right. it's honestly The blueprint's so good. It's where we're at, but it's almost like, okay, I'm going to be a homer, but I... Matthews, I think, could be better than Taves. And Marner is at least on par with Kane. Yeah, yeah. At least starting in his career. Exactly. But uh, I know we went to goalie defense forward. All I want to say, Babcock. Okay, yep. the last part of the team. The last have, piece. We have the best coach mm-hmm. in the league. And he came, the to, best the, he coach came to the Leafs. Yeah. He Fantastic. chose the Leafs. Like watching that behind well, the for $8 million. Centennial Classic. He chose the yeah, Leafs. but Boston or um, Buffalo Detroit. actually offered, I think, uh, seven or eight as well. Yeah. And 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 Detroit offered him money too. They offered him four. Watching that Winter Classic behind the scenes show. Oh, I love it. Just listening to that guy talk and what he says about this city. Did you ever see the the out, outtake reel of Babcock swearing on the bench? It, it was floating around social media. I think so. They yeah. had him mic'd up, and he just had all his his swear words <laughs> going off. It was hilarious. All right, let's go with some numbers. Um, do you guys know who leads the goal, the team in goals? Probably Matthews. He probably leads in points as well. Austin Matthews, twenty one goals. Kadri, eighteen. Third place. You guys want to guess? Marner, sixteen. JVR, fifteen. Oh. Assist. What What does Marner have then? I, I I didn't get I didn't get the I only got top threes. Okay. Assist Marner with twenty five, JVR with twenty, Nylander with nineteen. Wow, Matthews Beautiful. isn't in the top for assist? not for assists. Wow. No, Matthews is what 34, 35 points. Um, thirty seven. Oh wow! I thought he was about and, and, and they're playing Buffalo tonight, so they'll probably get five. Oh, they're <laughs> yeah. already hyping up the Eichel versus Matthews yeah. thing. Oh fuck! There's no cares. comparison. No comparison. I know. I, know. I love it. I know Eichel's a great player and stuff, but um, it's McDavid Matthews. It's yeah. McDavid Matthews yeah. now. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right. Overall points: Matthews thirty-seven, JVR thirty-five, and Marner thirty-five. And those two those, rookies. Yeah, that that twenty-one goals, Matthews. He's tied for third in NHL scoring total. Beautiful. Isn't, Beautiful. isn't the funny thing is, I now, I'm not sure if I'm losing track here, but I know two guys in particular. I think Nylander 
has been named Rookie of the Month. I think he was named the first Rookie of the Month. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Matthews has definitely been named Rookie of the Month. Yes, was Martyr named Rookie of the Month yet? No, I don't think so. And I know Lion A hasn't. So wouldn't it be interesting to hear, because Marner's having an awesome season as well, because they only usually put three nominees for the Calder Trophy, to see two out of the three nominees as Maple Leafs. Why not all? Like, why not three? Like, really? It could be. It could. Nylander's having another. I don't know. We kind of ignored him when we talked about the Lions, but Nylander's a sniper. Um, Mike Babcock knows how to push his buttons now. He knew, like, when he was sloping, he was going up and down. Hey, you don't, you don't, you're not going to play hard. You're going to have to change the scenery. And he knows how to push his buttons. And when he pushes his buttons, you don't, you don't see a guy more on fire than he is. He's skating the hardest, deking out the most, and making the hardest passes. He's going to be a, a career, like, he's going to be um, the most coveted second line player you can ever ask. Sure. He, he's going to be a. Top five, top ten power play yes. yeah. winger. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You want we finally have that guy where we get that OV one timer from yes. the side. Yeah. That's who Good he call. is. He's a power play killer. Yeah. Okay, let's let's play with more numbers. Alright, so we want points plus minus. You guys want to guess who's leading the team? Matthews. Nope. Oh, plus plus minus? minus? Plus minus. Riley. Nope. Is it is it a forward or defense? Defense. Two defensemen, one forward. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm going to say, for some weird reason, I bet it'll be Gardner or it'll be Zaitsev. Good work, Jesse. It's Jake the Snake Gardner. Okay. <laughs> Jake the Gardner Snake. He's had a solid... Like I said, when he when he makes a mistake, you fucking notice it. Yep. And Actually, it's a big blow-up, but he, he's been solid. Give me Jake the Snake Gardner Snake. <laughs> <laughs> What's your Double name? Snake. Yeah. Uh... Connor Brown, uh, Connor Brown and Gardner actually tied with plus eight, and Matt Hunquick. Connor Brown, solid just, player, man. Just, yeah, workhorse. yeah, and um, Hunquick, Hunwick with a plus six. Wow. Penalty minutes, no surprise. Matt Martin, yeah. seventy-seven. Kadri. I was gonna say Kadri second. Yeah, Kadri oh, second for diving half of them. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> and guys, want to guess who number three? Uh, the non-fastest player on the team. Tomarov. Wow, you're rude. Polak? Yeah. Okay. The Roman. I was going to say Komarov. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. What's so rude about that? Komarov's not the fast skater, but he gets in the way. Everyone knows that if you're from Finland, you're fast. Mm-hmm. No? <laughs> I don't know, Anthony. <laughs> Just Pavel Buri. Oh, he's Russian. Never mind. Oh, God. Who is, oh, Solani. That's who he is. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. So, uh, a stat that I thought was pretty interesting points per game. Matthews with a point ninety, So almost a point a game. Mm-hmm. Want to guess who's number two? His M&M teammate. Oh, Marner. Mitchell Marner? <laughs> with point eighty five and JVR point eighty five. Yeah. So three almost point play, point a play, point and, a and game players. And that just like adds to the thing. Like, Why would you trade JVR? He's one of your top three point producers. Like, I, I would I would put a pretty high price tag to get rid of JVR. Like you, you can't just give me a solid D. You need to give me a D and a, and a prospect if you want a top three scorer on yeah. a team with Marner and Matthews. I mean, these guys are the, uh, near the top of the the league in scoring. Like, they're at least in the top twenty, and you got three of them. I mean, Who, who's a better left winger on our team? Because oh. Matthews is center, Marner's right wing, Nylander is right wing center. Mm-hmm. So really, I mean, who are you going to put at left wing besides JVR right now? It's, it's he's our best answer. left winger. It's hard yeah. to answer. Yeah. yeah, and he's a big body that you need in front yes, of the net, especially during the power play. All right, um, goals per game. The Leafs are at three three point one goals a game, which is which is good for sixth in the NHL. Yep. Incredible stat. And well, I think they're doing great. Go ahead. Yeah. You're probably going to hit it. Uh, goals against. Uh, 2.8 goals against, which is, I guess, 18th in the league, so almost midway in the league. So, uh, but that, that probably that has a lot to start. do with yeah, a lot of inflation in the beginning yeah. of the season. Yeah. Uh, maybe the most impressive, impressive stat, the power play is at just under 24%, which is second best in the NHL. Yeah. And the power kill, which I think is very impressive, um, 84.4%, yeah. which is seventh. seventh? In, yeah. yeah, that's Incredible. what I was going to say. The power that's kill, I mean, these, yeah. are, these are all flips where they were either 29 or 30th last year. Always, so, for years. Yeah. And we had to huge. hear the penalty kill, Leafs, bottom five, and hopefully we had a good power play with Kessel because he would just snipe it in. Oh, that's Fingers the other crossed. thing I wanted to mention with the Bozak line. I mean, uh, and and the best part about this is the actual the price hit, the price cap. 
Um, someone said, it's like, well, you have Bozak and Elander playing with a very skilled right winger. It's like, oh, yeah, they used to do that with Kessel all the time. They're used to playing with someone that can shoot, that mm. can make plays. Yeah, Kessel was a great passer, too. That's a really too. good point, yeah. So you have someone now that is basically like a, a mini Kessel, maybe not as productive as Kessel, but maybe a little bit better with the way he sets up plays, especially for the D, you know. Kessel was so underrated. You know, he was underrated, but he ate so many hot dogs. No, roll eye roll. Okay, yeah, Toronto media. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I didn't I didn't hate Kessel, but he did bring a cup to Toronto. Yeah, sure. But I, I just mean to say, like he did dog it when the times were tough. Mm-hmm. He didn't make it better on himself. That's all. Okay. But, you know, good guy. Let's let's say if you've got five players and I don't think he's that underrated he got 8 million dollars I mean it's not like I mean looked at yeah, as what an I, underrated player I just mean Kessel dollars. in the sense that people expected stuff that it is not Kessel mm-hmm. and when he shit the bed on penalty kill or whatever it was that wasn't Kessel's game plan yeah. we, we fucking just ripped on yeah, him like crazy right. but the things that Kessel does well he does amazing mm-hmm. and he should have that was our coaching fault. He should have just been on the power play, yeah. on his first line. He didn't have to worry about any of that other bullshit. Right. He, he doesn't play a defensive game. Yeah. So I think that our expectations were different than what they should have been. Yeah. And I mean that kind of underrated. Okay. It, it, it obviously had to do with his contract. I mean, yeah. he was the highest played player ever, at the least that time. Yeah. So, well, ever, really, still. Um, and the fact of the matter is that he was getting a lot of the blame because... He was the highest paid ever, and we look back and I'm like, oh, Sundin's max he ever made was six million dollars. Why can't you be like Matt Sundin? You know, like. But all right, let's say we've got five players that we can make core players. Okay, now I'm going to give everybody Anderson because he's so we got four left. No, no, no. You you have five plus Anderson. Five plus Anderson. Yeah. So so two defense and then three forwards. Riley Zaitsev. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll tell you that right if they're on the lease right now. Okay, let me, let me get this. Uh, so Jesse says, so his top... His I have five to choose two players. defensemen and everything, yeah. Riley Zaitsev. Okay. Because this is Zaitsev's first year mm-hmm. coming from Russia. And yeah, he's not putting up the same points he put in the KHL, but he's playing first-line minutes. Right. First year. And, yep. and still a lot of upswing. As and he's what, 24, 25 and years old? And he's picked up his speed of his game, too. Yeah, yeah. so Riley Zaitsev. Okay. And then I'm going, obviously, Matthews Marner. That's a no-brainer. Right. It's that third one that's kind of your dealer's choice, what you think. That's here. That's, it's honestly tough. Like, I almost want to say JVR, but then the homer in me, I almost want to say Connor Brown. Wow. Both, I mean, both really good, really good predictions. If, if I'm choosing right now five and I'm telling teams, like, you can't fucking touch these guys yeah. no matter what. Fuck it, I'll say brown cow. Yeah, I like it. Downtown. I, I Ever since that guy followed up McDavid and Erie and became the captain and just, like, lit it up, I, my dad and I have just followed Brown his entire career, yeah. waiting for him, knowing he's going to make the league because, just like he said, he's a workhorse. That's what his whole thing has been. Mm-hmm. So. There, there was a question before about Connor Brown not even making the team. Mm-hmm. Like, even though he was playing so well, he wasn't like a um, – wasn't a Dubas, he wasn't a Lamorella, he wasn't a Shanahan guy. He was drafted well before. So it was sort of seen as like, uh, he's not a he's not one of my picks. He's not one of my guys. I don't know if he's gonna get a shot. So when he was getting called up, it was like here and there, and I was like, oh man, but slowly as he did get called up, I think he had a stretch of like three or four games, or actually it was sorry, it was the first game he got called up. He scored one or two goals. Yeah. And it was like a big game for him. And then, you know, it, it, it slowly like pedaled off, but he still was a little bit consistent with points considering he was on the third or fourth line. So it was um, important to see that he could produce even at you know the low minutes that he probably got. Um, but the fact that he's on the team and he's, he's playing with Matthews is just uh, a dream come true, I'm sure, for him. But I, I couldn't be happier for him because I was, I was tracking him as well to see his points that he's producing because he's putting up big numbers in the AHL. So, Dave, why don't you tell me your core five guys that, that you built the future around? Five guys? Let's start with your D. Uh... Well, okay, so I'll say uh, I'll say Riley Zaitsev. Wow, back to back. Yeah, uh, I like Gardner, but I would more trade material him. Yes. Instead of Zaitsev right now. Just, just because of his price or his, yep. uh, price tag right now, because he's he is much more than Zaitsev. Uh, then obviously it's easy. It's Matthews, Marner, mm-hmm. and uh, and Nylander. I was gonna go, but yeah. I say Nylander because 
He's still young. Like he, oh, I, I, he, yeah. he of all the rookies is probably having the hardest time. And to be honest with you, I think it might be a little bit of an ego thing because last year he was the guy. He was going to be their star because he was. He was the top of their prospect camp. Yep. He was the number one, and he was like a top five of a lot of prospect camps all over the league. So to say that now he's like possibly number three on the Leafs alone, not even like in the league, is like – a little shot to his ego, so I think he's had some troubles dealing with that. You know, um, you know, trying to produce like he feels like he should be, or like Marner or Matthews are. So I think he will get there. Still, like, he, like I said, Babcock's pushing his buttons the right way, and he is producing when Babcock does push him the right way. It's just a matter of keeping that consistent and seeing him grow. All right, I'll I'll call up mine. Defenseman, I no surprise, Riley again. And Gardner, I still think the, the the two of them, maybe not together, but on separate lines, just I, I think they're real good cornerstones. You guys can move and go. I think they're good to hold on to. I think guys Zaitsev, maybe with a little bit more of us watching him play, we can see a little bit uh, more of him. But if not, that's fine. But I, it's a little too much, a little not enough yet. I haven't seen it, not enough. I haven't seen enough from him to make a, a huge commitment to him. As a as a core piece, but Gardner and Riley you could switch out Gardner right now for Cam Fowler or somebody like that, and really, there's no fucking uh, difference. I Maybe, but in a heartbeat. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Kapanen and Gardner for Fowler, I'd do it in a second. Okay, but yep. you but if you play in Anaheim, it's a much different market than Toronto. But Gardner knows Toronto. No, Cam Fowler doesn't know Toronto. It's different now, man. It's not the same like it used to be where guys were like, oh, it's too much attention. I yeah. can't deal with this pressure. Dreading coming here. These police players are protected. And it was happening day one when Babcock came here. We're going to protect our players. He did exactly what he said. These players are protected. The only time Matthews talks is when he says, yeah, I'll talk. They He's almost not- were going to let him go to the All-Star game. Yeah. Well, they, they don't want these guys to get too much in their head. And even Kadri, look God. at Kadri compared to what he used to say. Yeah, I think I've been really coachable lately. He was saying that when uh, Carlisle was coaching him, like when he had a big night, he said, I think I've been really uh, doing what the coach is I deserve first line minutes, yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. Shut it's up. like, shut, you know, stupid things like that. He's acting so much more Both responsible. Both great Kadri impressions. All right, let me get it with my forwards, okay? <laughs> uh, Martin or Matthews, obviously, Team M&M. There's no, there's no way that that's not going to be a, a top line. And uh, Freddie Gochi, I think, is a guy that I would protect. The goat. With a guy with that size, I just feel like he's he's a guy that you he is like a Chara type player in the sense where if he starts to fill it a little bit more, if he if he cracks like two forty five, six foot five, it's gonna be so hard to stop a guy like that. I like the idea of a, of a guy with that size being there. I'm all all on board for Freddie Gochi. I think he could be a really fantastic piece, a great guy to stick in front of the net. If you have to with that kind of size, do it. The Chara answer in Boston, which is just so Chara in front of the net, make him just move around and just cause a mayhem for, for defense uh, defensemen and goalies. You know what I see about Gochi is I see a long term leaf. I think he's that good and he's that solid as a third, fourth line center that we're going to be talking about Goche for the next decade mm. on low salaries and and we're going to have we're going to be that team like those like uh, L A and Chicago where we don't have to worry about our third, fourth line like first and second are already taken care of. And yeah, we might get a big name here and there and get a free agent and a, a trade at the trade deadline because we're a playoff team now. Right, and that's really sweet. But I think Goche is going to be on that back six. He's- yeah. Constantly, he's going to be perfect uh, for the penalty kill, clearing out guys in front of the he's net. He's amazing on the faceoff, and everybody knew that going into his junior. Okay, guys, let's call it. Who knows how long this is going to go for, and who longs? Who knows how long I rambled in the beginning? I want to end each of our leaf editions with something called leaf love. We're going right. to talk about our outfits at all today, Dave. Oh, fuck, man! <laughs> you fucking blew your you blew your, you was busted, that it? You busted your nut too quickly. Was I was going to say we we could we could say what we're going to wear, and then we could talk about the first time we fell in love with the leaves. Oh, okay. Or a time we fell in love with the leaves. You didn't mention anything about that. So okay, so let's start with with the attire, gentlemen. You guys are both decked out. You look beautiful, by the way. Obviously. Dang. Who wants to start? <laughs> Well, I think I think Jesse looks the best here. So wow. why don't you go ahead? Boom! <laughs> yeah, I've got you know the no dirt on your yeah, shoulder. The official Matthews uh, Centennial Classic jersey. I've got the patch on the shoulder and everything. It's a beauty, an instant classic. Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking. I've, also I rocking an after thirty. After thirty two. Every yeah. time now you'll see I've yeah. got the nice beauty scarf up yes, there. Yes, the Centennial. Now we're gonna do it. We're gonna do a little fashion show. We're gonna have pictures for everything. It's Obviously. gonna look good. Yeah. 
Uh, obviously. <laughs> so my leaf love thing is just going to be kind of different because I went to the outdoor game, the Centennial Classic I was telling you guys about. Yes. The best game of my life. <laughs> to tailgate a maple leaf game, bar none, one of the best experiences ever. And all I'm going to say quickly, and I would talk, I could talk about it for hours. My parents got my brother and I the tickets for Christmas. They were pretty expensive tickets. Good take, like that was our our gift for Christmas. We went to the game. We ended up sitting in the middle of the Leafs family section. Oh, oh shit. We had Austin Matthews' parents behind us. Oh, did you have a picture with his mom? No. Oh. We talked to Matt Hunwick's dad right beside us all game learning about stuff. When Connor Brown scored, his family is literally the row in front of us. I was hugging and high-fiving his dad and mom while they were in tears that their boy scored hometown. Yes. We had Fran, Franz uh, Van Riemstein. Yeah, yeah. We had Caudry's oh, yeah. dad walking up. My brother and I are giddy like little girls nudging each other going, dude, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. We had the entire family leaf section, and we were in the middle, these two fucking fan nobodies. And we're like, we got to experience this thing, all the players waving to us. Everybody's crying and hugging. Uh, Austin Matthews scores, and Marner's dad's pointing at him, swearing at himself. Like, it was the best game of my life. Why didn't you bullshit someone and be like, yeah, we're uh, Mike Babcock's illegitimate we kid. Were in, we were in awe. These people, they're just the parents of Leaf players, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, uh, I think we're gonna go out for dinner later, and then, uh, like, Bozak's fiance was talking about getting a babysitter for baby Conan. <laughs> like, normal everyday stuff that's born and oh, my brother so and I are like cool. dude they get babysitters just like us <laughs> holy shit they don't have robots our mother's won't Matt Hunwick's dad is beside my brother just shooting the shit asking my brother oh do you play hockey here and we're like we know he's somebody okay yeah. all game we know he's somebody and we're finally my brother's like so you guys from around here or whatever? He goes, oh, my son plays on the team. We're like, the Leafs. He goes, yeah. And we're like, oh. He's like, but we're from Michigan. We're like, was your son Matt Hunwick? And he's like, yeah, actually. We're like, yeah, holy shit, we knew. We were just trying to get confirmation. So it was the best. How did you not get, I would get photos, first of all, first photo with. In shock. With Matthew's mom, for sure. We wanted to leave him alone. Your son is such a national treasure now to me. Yeah, but. I would literally kill for Matthew's. I'd be fucking serious. I was like, like. Just don't bother them. Let them yeah. have like yeah. they were, it was a moment for them to what. Plus, watch. we don't want to be too drunk idiots. Being and like, you're wearing that jersey, exactly. So you're wearing their kid's jersey right yeah. in front of them. Like yeah. they turned around, and they were high fiving us oh, and everything. So like they cool. knew we were fans. They could hear how the excitement in our how, voice. How much did they lose it when Matthews got the OT winner? Absolutely. You know what? Not as big as when Connor Brown scored. Really? Every Leaf parent. Went up, high five, hugged Connor Brown's dad. That was like the big thing. Like the hometown boy just scored. Yeah. yeah. Matthew's thing was kind of like it's Matthew's. Like it happened. It was a big celebration. People were going nuts. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody was sitting on pins and needles because Detroit came back and tied it up. For sure. Fucking typical Leaf shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, the Brown thing got a bigger reaction. But that's so that's my thing. That's wow. the best that's game of my life. I don't. Know. I would have tried to make out with Matthew's mom. She's a hot yeah. piece of ass. I wouldn't even her, done man. the dad. Man. I don't even give a fuck. <laughs> 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 Mr. Matthews, I'll suck your dick right now. Listen, you know, I'm just gonna, go, I'm gonna just lean back in my chair and you just like take <laughs> yeah, it out. Just dip it in. Just dip it. an autograph on me, fucking. <laughs> uh, Can I, you sign your name on my jersey? I would say Matthews. That's all that matters. Yeah. Do you know? Do you guys know the slick Rick move when it comes to photos with girls? What? Is you put your arm around her and then you you just you cup your hand in front of her, but you don't actually put it on her boob, but you put it in front, just like you're holding like pretend ball in front of her boob, and it looks like you're cupping her boob in the photo. So you're saying to do that to Matthew's mom? I see you do the slick trick to Matthew's mom. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny, Anthony. Wow. <laughs> Very wow. funny. <laughs> Real <laughs> mature. Future father. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you're gonna have a daughter? Yeah. Oh my God. I, know. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, Dave, hit us with your leaf love. Well, like I mean, I obviously I knew the kids. Uh, I knew um, the Leafs as a young kid, and uh, Wendell Clark was one of my favorite players oh, growing up. Doug Gilmore, obviously, like I kind of remember it. I mean, I was eight years old, really, to put it in perspective of when um, the Leafs were in '93 of the conference finals against Wayne Gretzky and Gilmore getting the stitches. But I don't think I really grasped it as much as I did when um, I became a bigger Leaf fan um, around '97, '98, '99, which was huge because that's when they were starting to start. Uh, make it push, uh, be a little more competitive. And 99 was the year where I really thought they were going to win the Cup. Uh, Maple Leaf Gardens was closing down. They were opening up the ACC. And uh, I remember just believing in statistics so much and superstitions because the first year the Maple Leaf Gardens opened up was when the Leafs won the Stanley Cup. And I was like, oh, man, this is just 
perfect. This is just set up for the hockey gods. ACC's opening up, and we're going to win the Stanley Cup. This is going to be amazing, and they had an amazing year. They made it to the conference finals against Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo, Hashik gets injured in their game one, and it's like, oh, my God, the Leafs can start off on a great – because, you know, Buffalo was such a threatening defensive team that it's like you can't score any goals. It's mm-hmm. too hard. But the fact that Hashik was out for at least game one, possibly game two, was like, let's get two quick ones in here. Let's pound it out. And they still still couldn't get it done, unfortunately. But, you know, it. I was so superstitious um, starting from 99 that uh, we had our red velvet couch <laughs> in mom and dad's basement. I believe it's velour. Velour. Uh, I used to sit on the right side of the couch with my leg, uh, my feet on the table, right leg over left. Because, and you wouldn't move. And I wouldn't move. Oh, dude, I'm the exact same. Dude, I was so superstitious. Yes. I used to have this TML yeah, hat. Amazing. Arthritis is going to murder you guys. Bent to shit. I had this hat that was bent to shit. I had a, my well, Maple well Leaf Garden in. Leaf jersey on, and it was just a superstition that I had. And the weird thing is, um, I think this was probably 2002 because I guess it was in high school. Um, I had some friends over watching when the Leafs were playing Carolina when they lost to them in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, funny enough, I think once my sister sat on the same couch and the you know Carolina ended up scoring. So I was like, all right, new rule. Girls cannot sit on the couch. So I had some good friends rule. over, two girls were over, and, of course, my good friend in high school, Diana, was over, and she decides to sit beside me and Nick, who were on our couch. And I said, Diana, I don't want to seem like a jerk, but uh, you're actually not allowed <laughs> to sit here. She's like, oh, Dave, come on. Don't be silly. Well, what just happens? Carolina pops in another one. It's 2-1. 30 seconds left. Yeah. Yeah. 30 seconds left. They get an open net goal. And it's like, God damn it. Get off this couch. (laughs) (laughs) So the Leafs are, you know, but it it was was just so superstitious that, um, you know, to the point where when they were losing or when they would lose like that, it was such heartbreaking. I was getting so emotional about it that. I think ever since then, I, I had to t- like remind myself that you cannot put too much into these games. They're just games, but it's hard not to, especially now for how excited we are. Like this, I don't even know how long we've been talking for. This flew by. This felt like ten minutes mm. because it's just something yeah. we're so passionate about that it it doesn't it it it. I don't even know what the right word to say is. It's um, it's too easy to talk about. That's how passionate about it we are. That. It's hard to not be emotional, but look how excited we are with basically a brand new team with all this buzz around them, all this promise. It's hard not to get emotional because it's something that you've always dreamed about when you were a kid. You've always wanted to see, and the fact that they're making the right steps finally now almost gives you the promise that one day it could be there. And Dave, your outfit. Um so I'm in the process of moving right now. So all like five of my Leaf jerseys are in storage. So the only thing I could dig up was this Chive Maple Leaf shirt. So when the Maple Leaf first unveiled their new logo, Anthony sent me this link that the Chive was had this like short-term promotion. I don't know how many they had, but they were selling these, and I was like, we're getting two. Mm-hmm. So we got this. I love this shirt. Um, it's a ch- you know keep common Chive on with the brand new Maple Leaf logo. And I got this cool hat. I, I would always see ads for it on Facebook. It's pretty dirty. And uh, it's, it's a laser hat. So the front of it is just like uh, laces on a skate. And then it just has like blue and white uh, original six on the back. We'll post, we'll post photos. Yeah. Nice little logo. A nice like old school yeah. leaf logo on it. So, uh, you know, I don't really buy, uh, you know, I have some Jays hats and stuff. But I've never really found it. Like I like the leaf hat you're wearing. But I never really found too many good hockey hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is one of my favorites. And I like the one you have too. Okay. I really quickly go into what I'm wearing. Yeah. This Christmas, I got gifted. You want to tell the story? I should tell a story. (laughs) Um, Really quickly, our family has a a, a, a Chris Chris Kringle. Yes. I I was gifted a Toronto Maple Leaf Centennial Classic jersey, a replica. It was a $50 budget, so I don't know how he was able to get this jersey, but he did. It's because I'm a favorite. Um, No name. Fine, easy. No patch either, which I'm kind of sad about. Is it real? Is it a real jersey? It's as real as it gets, Dave. It's oh, the realest s- replica you can find. Not it's not a fake jersey. Just to be clear, there's a difference. There's, now, episode 71, which will come out right before this episode, Mike Perconi, Perconi and I get into it about fake jerseys versus real jerseys. Mm-hmm. And I am an adamant, You, if you love the team, you're going to get a real jersey. I would. Mm-hmm. I had a fake jersey that I had for maybe a year, and I ended up giving it away at my stag because I couldn't deal with it anymore. What jersey was that? It was oh, the, the Blue Jays or the no, World Series one? No, no, no. It was um, the the Toronto Maple Leaf, the third alternate that they had probably mid two thousands. The white one. The white one, yeah. Yep. 
I had uh, Owen Nolan on the, or yeah, my brother. The, the stitching was always a little off. That really bothered the me. The white one with the old, like this leaf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. the blue shoulder patch, the, yeah. like the Sundin Gate Roberts era? Yeah, I have yeah. that one with the Maple Leaf Garden patch. That's oh. my all-time favorite. I got to frame that one one day. Yes. But I've had that since 99. That was that was Amazing. my superstitious one. You know, not that I'm in the middle of anything or anything, but yeah, I'm also this? rocking mm-hmm. this beautiful um, black... Nope. No, super dark, dark, dark navy blue. Dark navy yeah, blue. That's a nice now, what hat. leaf would you say the, the era this is? Like the forties? No, that's like the that's winter more classic. Yeah, forties kind of. That's yeah, the one they wore for the twenty twelve one. Yeah. yeah. So um, that it's a roots hat that I went to the roots store and they had a like fifty percent off everything in the store. And so I bought this hat. It's called forty bucks. I'll buy it for sure. It's gonna be half off twenty bucks. Everything in the store except for the trauma leaf merchandise. Still bought it. <laughs> had to buy it. Love this hat. Well, and that, then yeah, leafs does roots. Supply a lot of leaf stuff, or Some was it leaf like stuff? Is it year like year to year? Sometimes I think they'll so. do it. Yeah, they I, have a lot of cool. stuff. I started off with this beautiful toque, the Winter Classic toque, yeah. uh, but it's too hot in this motherfucker to wear it. And really quickly, I'll just do a quick one because you guys rambled on forever about my leaf love. But really quickly, I'll just say a moment where I love the least was in the heat of the '92 playoff run. Maybe the '93, where Doug Gilmore did the beautiful Curtis behind Joseph wrap, yeah, behind the, just lost him, did a little like reverse spin and rama, and I was like, I was just captivated. One of the most famous goals by the Maple Leafs. Ever. Oh yeah, 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 and 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 of course then on Chris Joseph who maybe yeah ends up being a leaf but maybe one of the better goaltenders in the '90s. Um, he was definitely a hot goaltender at the time. Like yeah. he was hard to beat. I did my grade seven speech on him. Oh, on Chris <laughs> Joseph. I loved him. I so, like Pavin, but I love Joseph. Um, that was one of those magic moments where you you'd always see highlights of teams, but they'd never be your team. They'd never be the Leafs. Yes. And that was one of those iconic moves. And I was just so happy about it. I just loved them. They loved it so much. It was so special for me. So that one of those that moment kind of resonates with me. And, and that that team was so strong that a lot of people were picking them to be Cup finalists. But um, yeah, that, that's one of my favorite, absolutely yeah, favorite. Jonas Hoagland was a superstar. <sighs> Joe for four years had Hoagland as his god. He had winger. the worst line mates, and he still scored 500 goals. Yeah. Isn't that and, amazing? But then, but then the rest of that team, McGillney, Roberts, yeah. Barrish, oh and, like, and the, the list goes on. Even new and Yeah. 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 <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you. This has been a beautiful first edition. Yeah, this is like a good release. It's like meditation. This is yeah, really it's good therapy. It, it's venting. Yeah. This is yeah. therapy. Yeah. Everybody versus Buffalo tonight. Fucking watch the game. It's Let's gonna do be a it. good one. Start again in Gentlemen, an hour. we'll do it again in a month. All right. Thank all right. you so much. Yeah, one I final cheers. Cheers, 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 Chance. Boys. Go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go, baby. Fuck me, right?